Hello and welcome to episode 16 of El Vanilla, the sweet 16s. Come on, uh, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. My name is Matt and with me, the Carolyn Franklin and Sissy Houston of the group, Adam and Grace. Good to see you both. What is that in reference to? Say, say Houston. Houston. (laughs) Is that funny, is it? What are you saying, Houston? You say it. Houston. Houston. Who, who, uh, so you put it with a U in. Yeah. You say ooh. He like who 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 They were in Aretha, Aretha Franklin's oh. band. Ah, um, yeah. So you it? know that, that good research that we do yep. on El Panilo. Yep. Hey, he's in the ghetto. <laughs> but anyway, how are you guys doing? Are you all right? So good. Good. All good. Brilliant. How Hi- are you, Matt? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. It's about time someone asked. <laughs> highlights of the week? Anything um, happened this week or not so highlights? Highlights of the week that it's come to the end. Come on. Wow. This is the highlight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've forgotten something. I do it every week. I'm sure I've done something. Something important. Uh, oh, yesterday I uh, went and saw... Yesterday? Yes. Went and saw... Nope. Wednesday. Wednesday went and saw the family. Nice. There we go. Went and saw the folks. So, there we go. Adam basically feels blackmailed to say that now. I have to. That's all that's happened. They're like a paid sponsor. <laughs> I have to say it every, every... They fed me. They pay with food. They do. They do. Amazing. <laughs> I can see this coming back to haunt us. 100%. Grace, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. I've been getting ready for our puppy that's coming. We're Ooh. getting a puppy. Oh, nice. So cute. So good. What is your puppy's name? He is called Otis. Come on. Oh, strong name. Strong, strong name. Amazing. We might look at his album in a few. Love that. And what kind of dog is Otis? He is a husky crossed Rottweiler. Brilliant. A beautiful little Rottweiler. Oh, he's so cute. And when do you get your dog? We get him on the 9th of August, guys. So. I thought it was the 15th. Oh, oh does he not know? Oh. I don't know. Oh. I didn't know Why are people keeping secrets from me? No, it's, well, it's not a big thing. It was just, we're allowed to get my week early. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's a good secret. I don't think I... You said, does he not know? But no, I didn't know like that either. that was proper drama. So. That was... There's no drama. Guys, why am I being shut out? Okay. <laughs> the ultra pleto. Why am I being shut out? Oh, <laughs> that reminds me. Last week, you said el triplitos yes. or triplitos. Um, either one might. Did you know? Go on. That's actually Spanish for the triplets. That's right. Wow. Did because you know that? I did. I am one quarter Mexican. That's what you guys don't oh. know. <laughs> um, I watched Coco. Not this the week. same country. I watched. <laughs> not the same I know I it's watched. not, but they still speak Spanish. Calm down. I watched Coco. I watched Coco. <laughs> Can I say that, actually? To keep it musically, the music in Coco, very, very good. Very strong, very strong music. I haven't seen that film. Good animation, too. Strong. Mm-hmm. Suggest people Is that where they're like skeletons? Yes. Mm. It's, it's based around. The Day of the Dead, which I did know in Spanish, but now I've forgotten. My Spanish has left me. El Día de la Muerte. The Day de la Muerte. Muerte. There we go. Look at us. Look at how Spanish we are. Bilingual. <laughs> For those who do speak Spanish, we really apologise. <laughs> so funny. So so just to clarify, Adam, <clears throat> you did know that's what it was? No, I was guessing. That's amazing. Yeah. What a coincidence. It's a lucky guess. What a lucky guess. If we believe in that, which we don't, but whatever. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. You said... Um, Yesterday, mm. just in passing, and we all know that famous Beatles song. Yesterday, drink, hat drink. Have you seen the video of the two um, theologians singing yesterday with their own lyrics? I, I haven't. 
Right. I think we can actually play this because there's no way. Oh, fair use. Because it's a parody. Well, I think so. I'm not sure. But let's do a live reaction to this. <laughs> so find out. This is N.T. Wright. Do you guys know who he is? The name rings a bell. So Tom Wright, he is like an amazing theologian in this country. And then Francis Collins, who I'm actually not sure, but I'm, I assume he's uh, oh. similar. But they wrote a song about Genesis. Right? <laughs> I'd like to... I get a bit regardless. funny over people who, who try and parody Beatles songs and, and even try and cover them. A lot of Beatles covers don't do well in my book. Mm-hmm. But... We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a good bonus episode. Favourite mm. Beatles covers. That will be good. There we go. Chalking in. Johnny After Cash will dark. be the answer. So, here we go. Here is Genesis by N.T. Wright and Francis Collins. Genesis. Strong start. Earth and heaven in a cosmic kiss. Evolution must have been like this So I believe in Genesis DNA Shaping creatures from the dust and clay Double helix in the Milky Way Oh Genesis met DNA God bless them for trying I mean, I like, I like, I like the idea. The theologians—they're talking about it. It's good, but I mean, this is why you've got to. If you're doing music, music over Zoom, over Skype, doesn't work because those guitars are not in time. Am I, am I right in that? They're I, a little out of time. They're a little out of time, um, and also seemingly out of tune with each other. But that's oh, maybe. Wow, I think that's harsh. No, what not they're singing, just they're, they're, they're playing. Maybe. What about some of these lyrics? Earth and heaven. In a cosmic kiss. I loved it. I, I like that. that. No, thing. I like that. I like that. That I, spoke to me. I really did. And uh, what is it? Double helix in the Milky Way. Yeah. Out of oh. dust and clay. I like the oh. rhyming structure. Oh, I believe in, in Genesis. Genesis. I like that. Good use of iambic oh, pentameter. And get that tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Where? Because <laughs> if it's not loud and proud on the forehead, I'm not sure you should get it. Like a post Malone, like. <laughs> under what? <laughs> I believe in Genesis. In Genesis. <laughs> You're really going to struggle to get it all in. Do you know That's what? Quite... Ch- check them out though, because I mean, we can't do theology like those no. guys do. They sound you know? adorable. They, 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 you know what? they, they are l- too adorable. They aren't. look adorable. Are they old? How old are they? I mean, old, older than us. Oh, white, white hair, grey hair, old. Maybe. I, I don't want to say. You know what? Is that rude? We're I'm not rude. sure. No, don't know. Maybe. But they are, they're brilliant. Mm, no. Absolutely brilliant. No. But um, maybe no, stick to the... Uh, listen, you know what? It's a bit of fun. It's not to be taken too seriously. Who doesn't need yeah. fun in these times? Exactly. Don't we all? So, more, more for it. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Amazing. Well, here we are. This week, we are talk- we've already taught music, but we're going to talk some more. Beautiful. Uh, this week's album is Lady Soul by Aretha Franklin from 1968. And we have already done that year, mm. as you all know, uh, when we talked about Odyssey and Oracle by The Zombies, Ooh. which, just a, a little point, that's a keeper. I've still been listening to that album. Really? And wow. loving it. Wow. Yeah. Literally, if we could go back in time, I'd already put that in my top 10. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, but I can't because that's not the rules. It's not, no time machines here. No time machines here. So that was 1968. So if you want to know some of the history, go and listen to episode one. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's back know, there. Go back. Nice. Yeah, it's all there. 
So, Adam, yes. you have a biography. I do. An Aretha Franklin biography for, biography for us. That was hard it's to say. It's a lot of words. <laughs> uh, so, take it away, Adam. Tell us. Sam, Aretha Louise Franklin, as um, Richard Edmund was born on March the 25th in 1942 in good old Memphis, Tennessee, whoop, which is a, a whoop for Tennessee there. <clears throat> um, birthplace of a lot of just brilliant musicians and the Delta Blue Sound and stuff like that, which I'm sure we'll get into at another date in time. So her father um, was a Baptist minister and a circuit preacher, um, which becomes very important later on, um, whilst her mum was an accomplished piano player and singer. Um, now, her mum and dad didn't stay together. They divorced. Um, and uh, at age five, her, her family actually moved to Detroit, Michigan. Uh, again, another place where a lot of music, Motown, is in uh, is in Michigan, is in Detroit. So, um, yeah, again, another place full of music. Um, and it was in Detroit, Michigan, where Aretha would kind of start her singing career, even early on, by singing solos in her father's church. Um, so she would get up and she'd have a good solo, she'd be in the choir. Um, and her father kind of became a sort of manager to her, and he would take her on the road with him as he toured the country preaching. So she'd go with him, she'd sing solos, she'd sing in the various churches, and uh, he kind of managed her. Also, uh, as time went on and she started to tour with other gospel acts, uh, at the age of 16, she met Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, who became a bit of a fan of hers. She sang at his funeral. He presented her with a, an award about two months before he was uh, assassinated. So, um, yeah, they kind of struck up a bit of a friendship, which is really quite cool. Um, and at age 18, as she was moving on, uh, Aretha decided to follow her friend Sam Cooke, another famous artist, um, and start recording kind of more pop songs and more secular music, move a little bit away from the gospel. And so she moved to New York, um, and her dad was able to get her a deal um, with Columbia Records in 1960. Um, so Berry Gordy, um, who was the kind of founder of Motown, Tamala Motown, he had actually tried to sign Aretha Franklin um, in the 60s, in the early 60s, but her dad uh, turned him down because his label was not established enough, which is quite incredible because I don't think many people turned down Berry Gordy um, with his amazing repertoire of people. Um, so yeah, it's quite incredible. So she had quite a bit of success at Columbia Records, um, it was a good start to her career. Um, she stayed with them um, until uh, 1966. She kind of dabbled in a few different genres. She kind of moved away from gospel, uh, started doing um, normal standards, vocal jazz, rhythm and blues, uh, rock and roll. She kind of did it all. Um, and while she was pulling in around $100,000 a year from touring and live appearances, um, she struggled with commercial success, so her albums went doing too well in the charts. Um, so in 67, she decided to uh, move away from Columbia and she moved to Atlantic Records. Um, and that's where her commercial success really started to ramp up. So one of her first releases at Atlantic Records was her version of the Otis Redding song, Respect, which becomes kind of her song, her anthem. I don't think a lot of people, if you ask who sings Respect, mm. not a lot of people would say Otis Redding. Um, the Otis Redding version is quite a bit different. It's not as punchy and frenetic is, is, a, is a word I've heard used um, so yeah and uh, that her version of Respect um, reached number one uh, on both the R&B and pop charts so she's already doing a little bit better than she did at Columbia um, at the very beginning 
Um, in the late 60s and early 70s, uh, she was a force to be reckoned with. She was continually topping the charts, um, whether it be the R&B charts, the jazz charts, the, the soul charts. She was at the top of it kind of all. Um, however, by 1975, her albums and songs were kind of no longer being top sellers. They were very middle of the road. And then by 79, she had a few albums just bomb completely. She was no longer kind of successful. Um, and so she left Atlantic Records. She was like, I've had enough. Success isn't there. Moving on. So, heading into the 80s, she joined a record label called Arista Records, and she stayed with them for a very long time, much longer than the other uh, record companies. And she started to climb back to the top. So she wanted a bit of a younger sound. And in 1985, she had an album called Who's Zooming Who? Which I think would be a good album title for, for this year. <laughs> Because who's zooming? Who we're all oh, zooming? Shadow in it. It's fine. Really? All those years. Why ago. aren't we listening to that? I know. Well, um, <laughs> and uh, and it had quite a few few hits on there. She had another hit uh, after a long time with that album. That album actually becomes platinum, which is one of her first platinum records, or one of the first ones in a long, long time. Um, and in another fact for you, Matt, you'll enjoy this. In 1989, she performed at WrestleMania three. <laughs> she sang "America the Beautiful." <laughs> Little, I think I've seen that actually. Yeah, which is like their secondary anthem or something. America's got two anthems. I don't know why, because yeah, um, it's America, isn't it? Well, there we go. Everything's bigger. Well, we kind of do, don't we? Well, we've got oh, God save the Queen and Rule Britannia. Yeah, yeah. But no one ever sings Rule Britannia. Or Jerusalem is that not? Yeah. Ooh, I think Jerusalem. Jerusalem, I think, is <laughs> England's oh, I anthem, and then uh, what, Wales have got Bread of Heaven. No, I'm sure it's got something. It's called something else. Scotland, I don't know what they've got. Let us know in the. Yeah, what, does, what does Scotland have? What does what does Scotland have? <laughs> Beautiful hills. That's what it's got. Deep um, fried Mars bars. Oh, deep fried everything. Neeps and yeah, tatties. Deep fried sausage. So- sausage. <laughs> <laughs> deep fried sausage. I'd like a deep. A battered, what a battered sausage? You I, get them round here, don't you? Yeah. Battered sausage. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. Same diff. Same diff. There was a fight in the chippy. Go on. The other day. Yeah. The fish got battered. Hey. Come on, knew it was coming. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so yeah, she she performed in at WrestleMania three, and she hit a, a pile driver off the top. No, she didn't. Imagine <laughs> we'd all like to see that. Just her doing like against Hulk Hogan or something. I took a drink then, and they spat it out. That was like, the dream. What? Um, so uh, she continued to enjoy excess with uh, Arista Records. I don't know whether it is Arista Records. I'm going to say it is. It might be Arista or something. But she had a lot of success with them, and she stayed with them. Um, for a long time, um, and she continued to enjoy success pretty much up until until her passing away. Um, she was touring and performing live for a long time, right up until twenty seventeen, which she announced would be her final year of touring. Um, and then on the sixteenth of August, twenty eighteen, aged only seventy six, which I think was quite young, uh, Aretha Franklin passed away at her home. And um, she didn't leave a will either, which mm-hmm. is something I like, which is quite interesting. They were scrapping mm. the family. There we go. They were scrapping. Get wow. that in the history books. I like that. The official terms. <laughs> it's the official terms. They were scrapping. There was a big old scrap. Because uh, someone with her legacy, there's a lot to, mm. to scrap over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So quite quite surprising. Um, and in 2015, then US President uh, Barack Obama had this to say about Aretha Franklin. So this little quote, uh, nothing embodies more fully the connection between the African-American spiritual, the blues, R&B, rock and roll, the way that hardship and sorrow were transformed into something full of beauty and vitality and hope. 
American history wells up when Aretha sings. That's why when she sits down at a piano and sings A Natural Woman, she can move me to tears. The same way that Ray Charles's version of America the Beautiful will always be, in my view, the most patriotic piece of music ever performed. Because it captures the fullness of the American experience, the view from the bottom as well as the top, the good and the bad, and the possibility of synthesis, reconciliation, and transcendence. Lovely words from Barack Obama. I don't think we can say any better than that. Maybe we should just stop here. And that is a little bit of the life and times of Aretha Franklin. Amazing. Have you seen that performance where Barack Obama cries? When she sings uh, Natural Woman. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. That's when, and she's in her like 70s there, isn't she? Mm -hmm. And she is like unreal so in that oh. performance she uh, she stands up she plays the piano then she stands up starts singing again she just takes her fair coat off and it gets a standing ovation from everyone it's quite incredible she hadn't even finished singing mm. and they, she's got a standing ovation from that point until the end of the song mm-hmm. and like carrying on it's wow. a good performance as and well she, but she's in her 70s she's, yeah. she's like walking perfectly she's playing the piano yeah oh she's, she's amazing strong strong performer um, amazing brilliant yeah and she does a lot for the african-american communities yeah uh, an activist yeah and that's where respect came from yeah uh, and using that if you can hear the seagulls bad round here <laughs> absolutely terrible um and she, you know she grew up in this like pentecostal church world Ooh. which yeah you say whoop but she had had wow. two yeah. kids by the age of 16 yeah. yeah she had her first kid when she was 12 yeah. crazy so there's yeah. a lot of other yeah, dark crazy, an absolutely crazy world to be in. Mm. I would, I'd watch a film on that. I think they are wanting to do a documentary. Um, oh, oh um, yeah, she does have a film. Jamie Fox is going to be in it, and Jennifer, what's her name? What's her Not name? Aniston. No, no. Um, Hudson. Lawrence. No. Uh. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, did you say? Yeah, I said Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, hey. she's playing. She's playing Aretha Franklin. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's quizzing th- time right now, and I've just got hey. the best pointer. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anyone caught that in the uh, in, in the in the theme, the jingle, then points out to you. Um, but yeah, Aretha Aretha Franklin is being played by Jennifer Hudson. I'm pretty sure that's a film that's coming out. Um, which would be really good. So mm. hopefully it covers a lot of those things because she does have a really interesting mm. life. Yeah. Um, so definitely look out. And I'm going to do it a little bit early, right? Mm. But do you know what next week's album is? Go oh. Next week's album is another Aretha Franklin <gasps> album. Double, and double. so uh, next week we are looking at I Never Loved a Man. Okay. Uh, and that was the start well, of... That's a good one. It's a good Sorry, one. That was <laughs> that. This is the start of her Atlantic Atlantic Records right. run. I don't know why I can't speak today. It's absolutely it's terrible. Right. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so this is in... 1968 mm. um, I Never Loved a Man was the year before and so we're in a peak time mm. period here mm. for Aretha and she struggled like you said Adam in the 70s with like that disco thing and people basically wouldn't take her on because they didn't want to be the person that killed the Queen of Soul mm. like mm. who messed with that because she had such a big like you know following and I mean, not even following, just... She's got a presence. Just everything mm, about yeah. her, yeah. They didn't want to mess with that. So there we go. So in, in this album, at this time, uh, that we're looking at, you know, some of the other music at the time, John Wesley Harding by Bob Dylan, quite a weird album. Uh, the Four Tops Greatest Hits, The Supremes Greatest Hits, oh. The History of Otis Redding. 
There he is. There he is. Not the husky for that. <laughs> the sound of music. The second best Otis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sound of music soundtrack. And as we said, um, the Zombies album mm. as well. And so a big year. And so let's go to a break. And we are going to talk more about the album. Sounds beautiful. Amazing. Welcome back from the break. You know, I hope everybody listens to that break music the same as Adam does. Properly air drumming away. I love it. I didn't see this when we uh, no, didn't do it in person. You, you've you've smashed that, that that music there. You've done well. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. It's just a loop. I, d- I didn't write it, but I, I mean, did. Ah. Mm, I mean, we can go into details. Take it back. Let him think he did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk in depth into this album, Lady Soul. Mm. What a great name for an album. It's a good type. Lady Soul. Grace, what did you think of the album? Amazing. Come on. Love it. Mm. Love it. There's so many good tracks. So obviously, you make me feel like a natural woman. <sighs> Despite the fact it's not her song, might as well be now because she does it better. Yeah. Who, who did it originally? It was um, Thingy King. What's her name? Go with Thingy King. Her last name's King. <gasps> Carol King. Carol King. King. That makes sense because on the one that we talked about where she did a, it got a standing ovation, she was Carole doing King it for Carol King. Yeah. Carol King was being And honest. she is going sick, by the way. She the was audience. loving it. She is going sick. That makes sense. Like, rightly, like, she's amazed by it. Rightly. Yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, so obviously, I mean, she, Aretha Franklin does the best, the yeah. best version. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, oh, I love loads of them. I love Chain of Fools, the way... The guitar at the beginning. Yeah. It's when, good, it's, isn't it? when it's down tunes, I love that. Um Yeah, there's just so many. And I feel like there's a good range of different types of music in here. Mm-hmm. There's some more that like, I have a bit more of a dance to. There's I think my favourite is Ain't No Way. Mm, it's nice. like the chillest, just like Nora Jones vibes. Mm. Come on. And I just love that. So chill. Which is the last one, obviously, I listened to before we went into our comparative album. And let me tell you, that's a contrast. Let me tell you. <laughs> that was a shock. Yeah. That yeah. was horrific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're quite different, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, very much so. But, I mean, yeah, it's just amazing. Her voice is amazing. And there's such good people on it as well. Mm-hmm. If you look at um, the, personnel the personnel of the album, you've got King Curtis. Mm-hmm. Saxophonist, you're looking at me like cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's a saxophonist, so right. he plays tenor sax on that that beautiful sound of the tenor sax. Come mm. on, beautiful. There's Eric Clapton, yes, guitarist. Yeah. Come on, we know him. <laughs> we know him. I learned that fact as well, and I was amazed that he was on this. And uh, like you were saying earlier, Sissy Houston, Sissy Houston, and her sisters are on it. She's yeah. got the whole family. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Come on. That's it. It's just amazing. The Franklin crowd. I've got a personnel fact for you. Tommy Cogbill mm. and Jean uh, Chrisman. Mm. We have listened to their playing before. Is it on Sly and the Family Stone? It is not. Oh, I thought it would be. It's Christmas time. <laughs> Tell me what they do. They are a bass player. Mm. That's Tommy mm. Cogbill. And Gene Christman is a drummer. And here's a clue for you. They are Memphis players. <coughs> Not Johnny Cash? No. Oh, oh, du- 
Dusty Springfield. Sorry, yeah. Dusty and Memphis. Grace said it just to make sure that you didn't get it. Yeah, so obviously Dusty and Memphis. Yes. So two years oh, later. Oh, right. Two years later, they play on that album. If you listen to the episode, Grace, you know you'll find out. <laughs> but, uh, Called out. <laughs> Incredible. But until then. Uh, so, so yeah. But, but they're such great musicians. Mm. The drumming, the bass playing, so good. Yeah. And there's a bit of a like comparison, isn't there, between those two albums? Because when we did Dusty and Memphis Great to fill you in Grace, mm. mm. you've not listened to it. Let me know. Yeah, I said that the Dusty album was brilliant, like one of the best things I've ever heard. Mm. And Adam was like, mm, "Yeah, it's good, but it's not like all of the other Motown or soul things." Yeah, right. To paraphrase, that's pretty you much. You can it. get some bad Motown though. Well. But, yes, you can, but, but what he was saying was things like this, Lady Soul, is like amazing compared to Dusty and Memphis. Yeah. And you know what? Amazing, I'm not sure, but it, it's definitely got something, mm. like a spark, well, what, something yeah. different to it. What I've said, so in, in my notes, I put Dusty and Memphis was good, but this album is the real deal. Ooh. Like I re- It's just authentic. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's how she grew up, you know, part of her experience in life, but it's just... She's it, proper effortless, isn't she? It's that little bit of extra spice. It's that effortlessness. Just, it just it just works. Mm. It's like something because I've been trying to. We talked about this like ages ago on the podcast. Like mm. the albums that are great have this little extra something yeah. about mm. it. Yeah, and we can never figure out what that is. No idea. But you know, I don't know. Like that gospel thing. I'm like, it's like the spirit in it. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like it's anointed. Oh, so good. I, I don't. There's loads of different words you could use for it, yeah. like, but I guess they're very like Christian or like religious mm. words. But they're the, the words that I think about. Like, it's just absolutely brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Definitely, mm-hmm. something special, She's something or the like. It's out of this world. Like, yeah. it's a deep spiritual thing. It's got that secret sauce. If you want to move away from the spiritual, it's got that secret sauce. It's got those secret <laughs> blend of eleven herbs and spices. Don't know what it is, but it's it's beautiful. Come on. Some people can try and recreate it. But it's just going to be crunchy fried chicken. It's not as good. Then she'll recreate it again, even better. Would have done. It's it's just great. Amazing. So, top tracks. Grace has given us a few. Adam, have you got? Um, for me, one of the top tracks. Um, all the ones that Grace said, but also, um, <laughs> money won't change you. So that was written by James Brown, mm. and you can tell it's got oh. that kind of James Brown. The stops and the the kind of mm. runs and it. Dun, 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 dun. It's all very. Mm-hmm. I feel good almost. I just it's got that again. James Brown's another one where his songs are just yeah. something a little bit extra special on them, and the two of them working together, it's just and everything makes it sound effortless, and it's just so that was definitely definitely one of them. Um, good on good to me as I am to you. The one Eric Clapton plays mm-hmm. on, I think that might just be the best song on the album. Oh, people get ready is another one of my favorites because that's that gospel. Very good, very good. Um, but on this the one that Eric Clapton plays on, I think it's a combination of him and her together. Apparently, there's a quote or something that she, she laughed at him when she first saw him because he's there in his psychedelic clothes and his permed hair and probably high on heroin or something like that. I don't know, or drunk, because that's what he was like in the days. And you're like, you'd laugh at him because he's just this thin white guy, but then he starts playing and she doesn't laugh anymore because mm. he's just got... And it just adds something to that song. That song, for me, when I heard it, I was I was laughing. It was that good. I was like, whoa, Come give me on. more. You were channeling that Aretha like It was a religious experience almost. I was like, <laughs> That's amazing. Hopping up and down. Amazing. Yeah. For me, you know, You Make Me Feel is unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's so, so special. Um, Chain of Fools 
Grace, last week you said it's a bop. That's a bop, oh, isn't it? Mom. It's an absolute attitude to it. Oh, got a bit of a funny story. Mm-hmm. I hadn't listened to this song since I was a kid. And it used to be on the radio when we were like in the car and Did stuff. Chain of Fools. Yeah. I thought it was about a guy called Shay LeFou. <laughs> Incredible. I love that. Isn't the mind of a child a wonderful thing? <laughs> I, thought it was about, I thought it was about this French guy. And let me tell you, right, I've never really thought about it, but it was only this week that I found out. Wow. It was Chain of Fools. Chain of Fools. How old are you now? 29. Incredible. It's taken me 20 years. But I thought, what has Shayla Food done wrong, man? What is Shane, Shane as well. No, I was like Shay. Like oh, Shay. Sorry, yeah. sorry. How dare I get the name wrong? Le <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous, isn't it? But a great album. <laughs> Shall we go on? You know, Grace. You said you went straight to the comparison album. Oh yeah. Let's bad, do- bad idea. No one else do that. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, RTJ Four. Uh, mm-hmm. By Run the Jewel. Adam, mm. give us your thoughts. So this is very, and I think I might be in the same boat here with, with the two. This is very far removed from what I'd normally listen to, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, this is quite intense, hard hitting rap. Um, it's gritty. It's very real. It comes from a place of uh, so Killer Mike, one of the the fellas who is in Run the Jewels, um, is obviously grown up and is very outspoken in his activism. Uh, especially recently with what's going on um, with George Floyd and that in, in America. Um, so th- the music reflects that. A lot of it is very gritty, a lot of... Okay. So it's very far removed. But So I I struggled with it, not because it wasn't good, because I could recognise it for what it was, and it was good, but it was very far removed from what I had listened to. Um, so I did I did struggle with it, but very good. The lyrics are good. I read through the lyrics as I listened to it, mm. and some of the lyrics in some of the songs, Gracie's looking at me as if, mm, not sure, but... With everything that's going on, knowing what Killer Mike mm. is, who's the fella, um, is on his activism, there are some lyrics that are really, really pre- prevalent, especially in songs like, um, was it, Walking Through the Snow. Uh, you know, he, he talks about challenging Christians, about how can you stand by while kids are locked in cages, um, killer cops, all these kind of things. So it's, yeah, it was good for that. I recognised it for what it was, but I still kind of struggled with it. And they actually said, I can't breathe. In that song yeah, as well, it does. like it's yeah. very up to date and mm. very relevant. Mm. There you go, Grace. What did you think? Um, Are you in a similar boat to Adam? I agree. It's it's far from what I'd normally listen to, mm-hmm. but I agree. It does address a lot of important issues in there. I think the song "Just" with the dollar sign is the S, mm, yeah. um, which has Pharrell Williams in it. Come on, and the fella from. Um, Killing the name of what's it called? Rage Against the Machine. He he sings in it as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of stuff that quite rightly should be, you know, brought up and and should be in music and things like that. Mm. Um, but no, it was too. It's too explicit for me. There's too. There's too many. Naughty words, guys. Come on. <laughs> Too I, many. Do you know what? I thought I was the only one in this boat, but I, I actually was listening to the clean version of this album all week. Right. I should have sent it around to you. But, um, There's a clean version. <laughs> Every song on this thing is explicit. So I, I didn't want a clean version. I think yeah. I think possibly listening to a clean version might be taking something away. Yeah, I thought it. I was a bit of a wet wipe for doing it, so that's why I didn't <laughs> send it out. Because so. um, that, that is what ruined it for me, but I get... 
obviously the passion behind it, their intention and you know to, to use that language is because of mm. like yeah, the, the passion that they're trying to put across. But I don't like that. Yeah, I don't okay. like the swear words in there. Great. Don't like those naughty words. Okay, fair. I loved this album. Mm. I thought it was really strong. I thought it was really great. I got this quote from Killer Mike. The mission is to be the rawest, most brutal, wildest, illest rap group ever. Mm. The mission is to do what every 15-year-old boy wanted to do, to be the most feared, fierce MC around. And I loved... Mm, There's something real about it. There's something sick about it. It is pretty raw. I like that. It's pretty raw. And I thought, like... We've talked about this before when we talked about Frank Ocean. Mm. Um, I am just fed up. So Killer Mike talks about how like rap artists started to understand that there was a market for females to listen to rap mm. rather than just males, which meant that they had to write things that were more melodic, that you know it was softer, you know, try and get to that audience. So the last ten years, that's all we've really heard from rap music. It's just music mm. like that. Whereas this. I thought was just like so hardcore, mm. so ballsy, so fierce. Like, and it didn't, you know, it didn't have any of those like trap beats on it. It had great yeah. drum sounds, yeah, proper drum sounds. Think about what we listened to last week. Oh. Wow. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is like a, another world compared to that, isn't it? It reminded me a lot of um, some tracks, and again, I'm not listening to loads of them, but it reminded me a bit of NWA and, and Ice Cube, like that 90s. Growing up, and and in a maybe a poor area, or growing up, you know, being victimized or something, and and pouring that anger into something constructive, and not shying away from those hard feelings and those anger, mm. anger, angry feelings, and getting it out there, and that's what it reminded me mm. of. Definitely. It's yeah, very brilliant. like unapologetic, isn't mm. it? Mm. That's good. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so for me, Yankee and the Brave first song, just really loved it. Um, out of sight. Those sort of bass sounds, mm. like the, you know, I hit one the um, what's the guy from the streets called? Mike Mike Skinner. Skinner that's Mike, <laughs> what's his name? Mike Skinner. Roger Daltrey Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he was like, oh, I came up with this piano part myself, or oh, whatever, and you're like, it's not that great though, is it? Like, it's, whereas the like the, some of the sounds on this are just so good and so well thought about. I really enjoyed it and. Had great energy, sick sounds. Like, I don't know. I don't know what more you want from an album. This is a keeper for me. And I think we'll be talking about this album for a long time to come. Whereas, I don't think, you know, you might make money, a lot of money, early days from these rap albums that, like, meet all of the people and are quite commercial. Mm. But does it stand the test of time? Yeah. I'm not sure it does. Whereas this, I, I loved it. I really liked it, so... There we go. A little bit different. A little bit different. Let's do a would you rather then. I guess you guys are going for the Aretha. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I would do, yeah. No, keep There's no with. question for me. There's no question. There was. Do you know what? Until we had this conversation, mm. I was going to pick Run the Jaw. Um, but you guys have kind of convinced oh, me that Aretha... She's the queen of soul. Yeah, I get that. So but... get that name because you're just like... That's true. All right. Yeah, well, not the alright bit of soul. Yeah. Well, this is why I judge it on Grace. It, am I going to listen to this in a month's time mm. or two months' time? Yeah. And I probably won't listen to Lady Soul again. 
But you'll listen to Run the Jewel? I think so. Well, fair enough. It because, passes your litmus test. Because the drum sounds, and mm. like it's literally the sickest sounding album. Mm. I think it sounds so great. It does, it does sound good, to be fair. It's fair enough. Not what in Greece's careful, opinion. What careful. No. See, it's, it's a difficult one. It's like, I will go for, for Aretha Franklin. But I don't think I can say much that's bad about the Run the Jewels one. It's just not See, I not don't think thing, I would but... listen to it again. I don't think I would. Out of choice. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think this is important, is mm. that we are not music experts. No. We just love music. Mm-hmm. We're discovering classic albums that we may have never listened to before, mm-hmm. but we've definitely heard of, and we're seeing whether they stand up to music mm. at the moment. Mm. Definitely. And, so, and I think this does. Yeah, does. Definitely stands up. Mm. I mean, even that, everyone should go and watch that Aretha performance, oh, shouldn't yeah. they? Absolutely. I think that will show them that they're there. She definitely stands up. Oh, she's just amazing. <laughs> amazing. Shall we do ratings? Mm. Yes. So we're going to do ratings for the Aretha Franklin album, Lady Soul. Adam, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so for me, I was undecided until I listened to it again today. I've been listening to it all week, but I listened to it again today. And just after learning that it was Eric Clapton and, and <laughs> on, that, on that song, and also just listened to it again. You know what? It's a five. Oh. It doesn't what? go in my Hall of Fame. Wow. It doesn't go in my Hall of Fame, but it's a five-star wow. album. I give it five vinyls I or whatever that. it is. I, I, I can't escape. It's, it's, a, it's a great album. It's got the things I like. So for me, not in my Hall of Fame, but it is a five. Absolutely. Brilliant. I love that. It's a perfect album theme. Pretty much, yeah. Amazing. So good. Grace. Oh my gosh, I don't know now. Well, <laughs> oh, this is probably through me. Right. I'm not going to give it a five if that helps no. you out. No. <laughs> Split the diff. <laughs> I'm going for a 4.5 again. Hmm. On par someone, with our Bruce. You can see someone sitting on the fence already. Uh, <laughs> is it a comfortable seat up there? It's oh, very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. What, what is the difference? What doesn't get to a five? There's actually, do you know, there's one song on that much am not a fan of. What? I'm not going to lie. Name it. <laughs> name it right now. <laughs> Even though it's supposed to, given the name, it's supposed to be, you know, a, a bop. Mm. But grooving. Oh, I like grooving. Mm. Okay. See, a lot of people do. And when I was, like, reading up on the album, a lot mm. of people love grooving. But... Wasn't for you. It's not my cup of tea. That's That's yeah, okay. not. So 4.5 theme. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. It's just not my thing. Fair. I'm surprised. Mm. I honestly am. Really? You, you're just to find out that I just have terrible taste in music. That's why you're See, I think that's interesting. Me growing up with you and sharing a room with you, that doesn't surprise me. And I think we might see that going on about the difference mm. between mine and Grace's view of you. But then you surprised me with Bruce. <laughs> well, yeah, the Bruce thing was... It was a travesty, well, basically. Well, I stand by it. I stand by it. But look at me this week. This week, though, I'm more positive. So it's all you redeemed yourself this week. There we go. (laughs) Justice for Bruce. (laughs) Amazing. Guys, do you know what time it is? Oh, tell me what time is it. Oh, what time? What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time.
It's quiz time, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. <laughs> I just, it gets better every time I hear it. I realise I'm really up my own backside when, I, w- when I say it, but I, I'm very proud of it. That whisper at the end gets me every time. time. I did I did have a few earlier takes where I go, it's Christmas time, and then on the other track, I go, booyah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make it into the final, uh, the final edit. Booyah. So, booyah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe will really say uh, a master and edit version. Anyway, right, it's quizzing time. Uh, now, as you remember from last week, Matt, I believe, is 1-0 up yeah. so far. So, Grace, time to redeem yourself. Get it if back up. If we're going to ignore the bias still, but no, that's right. There is no bias. Uh, I am a fair and impartial. You're on a podcast. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> that is true. And also, know that the pussycat dolls are not the same as the sugar right. babes. That is, e- right. that is British culture that you're not acknowledging. Two. Garbage bands. The sugar, but ba- excuse me. Yeah, let's Matt, move kick on. Her off. Let's move on. <laughs> the sugar babes should all be given dame hoods, in my opinion. They're all why? geniuses. Tell me why. I don't have to explain why. myself to you. <laughs> anyway, to the quiz because it is quiz time. Not let's say the sugar babes are the best band in the UK. Right. So question number one, and we're gonna go with Grace first. Hey. Sam. Can we? Can you just explain the rules before? We... Let's explain the rules again. Of course, sorry. <laughs> Sam, I'm going to give you a question. Yeah. For example, how many monarchs of England can you name? Just an example. And then you have to bet how many. We'll say bet. Bet how many you can name. So Grace, for example, you'll say three. And we'll open it to Matt. Matt, can you name more than three? Matt will say yes, four. Grace will go five. It'll go on and on. Second until... option. I've got four. Can I get a five? Can I get a five? We've got a five, six, or seven here. Until someone blinks and bluffs and can't go any higher. So then whoever has the higher number has to then go for it. They have to name their however many monarchs. Without fault. Without fault. And we're going to be much more harsh this much week, Grace. More, there's no more harsh to get. <laughs> Grace, we gave you so many <laughs> last week. If you listen back to it. Wow. Just listen to the podcast for once. <laughs> So, and I'll go on. There are three questions. So we've got one, two, and then a tiebreaker if needs be. Um, and like I said, we're already one nil up. We'll tally them all up, and whoever is the winner at the end of however many I decide uh, gets a prize. Woo. We need a fresh game for this to end, basically. We, yeah, well, yeah, until I come up with a better idea <laughs> and a new jingle. <laughs> wow. Can we have an or- it's auction time now? Ooh, nice. <laughs> Or can you just take out the quiz and, and people can put their own? Dub it over. Mm, yeah. Maybe not. Okay, Adam Maybe. wasn't inside. Right, fine. Um, right. <clears throat> Sam, we're going with the first question. Yeah. We'll open it to Grace first. Amazing. Grace, how many guitar brands oh, can you name? Like, like you two. Like two? <laughs> Matt, how many guitar brands can you name? I mean, I could probably name three. Okay. <laughs> Grace, any advance on three? Four. Four. Matt, any advance on four? And five. Grace, yeah, any advance on... I'm stopping there. I don't believe there is more than five. <laughs> so, Matt, name them guitar brands. Okay. Fender. Yes. Gibson. Come on. Epiphone. Here we go. Jackson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ibanez. That's five. <laughs> it's one nil to Matt. Right. You, you scared me then when you left the gap. Because <laughs> I was wondering. Right. This next one, Matt, you're going first with this one. How many instruments are there in an orchestra? Let's see how many can you name? Yeah. Hold on. Well, hey, how many can you name in an orchestra? In a full orchestra? Like, what we... Here we go, here we go. Do you mean family? Don't even roll your eyes. Um, Do you mean like families of them? 
Yes, we'll go families. Okay. But the families, so yeah. if I said woodwind, no. is that a family? You need it a bit more. So that is a family. Oh, you're looking for the specific names of instruments. Yeah. Like a flute. Yes. I can name but, one. But groups. <laughs> but, but groups. I can give you one, the flute. So woodwinds is a bit too general. It needs to be a bit more specific. Right. So, so like certain families. groups in right. blowing instruments. Okay, great. <laughs> I can probably name. It's the Am official term. Uh, yes, mate, you're going first. Blowing instruments. <laughs> I don't know because there's woodwind and there's brass, so just blowing instruments. Yeah, it's There's also string. Wait, wait. Right. Well, you're not. <laughs> yeah, there it. Just right. go. <laughs> I think he wants instruments. I think he just <clears throat> names some instruments. I did understand that. Okay, great. I think I can name five. Okay. What? Oh, he's gone straight from one to five. Easy. Come on. Eight. Eight, any advance you on eight? <laughs> eight instruments, yeah, what are you talking about? Any advance on eight? <clears throat> Matt, come on. You can't name eight Well, then, do you want to call her bluff? In an orchestra? In, yeah. Call her bluff. Do it, come on. No, because if she goes <laughs> down, <I'll> <laughs> Wait, let me just say these to her. Right, there we go then. Eight, eight. eight. There we go. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Over to you. Name those orchestra instruments. Are you ready? Yeah. Flute, mm-hmm. bassoon, mm-hmm. piccolo, mm-hmm. saxophone. Mm-hmm. If we can go for alto, tenor, soprano, bass. You can't. <sighs> okay. No, 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 we can't. I mean, <laughs> All right. yeah. Violin, yep. viola, uh-huh. fiddle, yep. cello, double bass, piano. I think oh, we're there. All right. I think we're there. <laughs> I would have also accepted conductor. Because oh, uh, it's quite fun. Uh, so that's one apiece. Uh, and now we get. I think I'd have froze in the moment yeah. and not been able to do it. I was also looking for things like <clears throat> like harp, flutes, and piccolos, clarinets, and bass clarinets, bassoons, and contra- things like that. You know what I mean? You could the, have had contra bass, contra what? bassoon if you wanted. The um, timpani, yeah. Timpani. I think vibes. I yeah. think I would have just Marimba. gone for percussion, maybe. But that's that's fine. I'd have accepted it. It's fine. That's it, percussion. But guys, are we ready for the tiebreaker? Yes. Dum, 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 dum. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe I need to make a tiebreaker jingle. Just any excuse to make a jingle. That's not a tiebreaker. Was that was that Mozart Symphony? Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I've, heard that or- up? I've heard orchestras play that. Have you? No. No. <laughs> Sorry, you were telling a joke. There we go. There's no jokes in quiz time. Right, here it is, the tiebreaker question, which we'll throw to Grace first. Now, in the world... There are many different towers, structures what? that are named towers. How many towers can you name? Can I just say, right. The third one is not going to be musical, people. Come on. Right. A week ago, I said, mm. can you come up with a music quiz for us? And here we are <laughs> yeah. doing towers. You had two music questions and then the tiebreaker is a bit of a... Matt, you should have given this job to me. <laughs> Make up a jingle then. <laughs> I'm not having this this, uh, this insubordination. <laughs> there are many different towers in the world. What? How many towers about? can you name? Well, I can't give you a clue. Are you talking like pylons or are you talking like... It's a pylon a tower. Come on, I Grace. don't know. You... <laughs> right, I mean th- places you can go. Tourist destinations <laughs> that have tower in them, for example. You are the worst. I am not the worst. There are like... There are a you number are the... that I can name off. <laughs> I thought about this in the shower and I thought that's a genius one. Grace, how many towers can you name? <laughs> if you think about it, it's a really easy question. Hey, Grace. If you think there's a reason why Adam is doing the quiz, because otherwise he'd win every. That's, yeah, that's that'll also be, true. that won't be fun. That no. won't be fun. Now, how many towers I can don't you know name? What you're talking? Three. 
three towers. Matt, how many towers? I, if I you am can name more towers than instruments, that is ridiculous. <laughs> no. <laughs> can can I get a definition on a tower? Yeah. Can you give us an example? Um, I believe this is so like uh, like a, a built structure. Right. That's tall. That is tall. Number of levels on it. That maybe is a tourist destination. Maybe has tower in the name. Honestly, I feel like the people listening to this are smashing their heads against like their walls. This is so easy. <laughs> Smash your right. heads against the walls. <laughs> right. If I give you an example, you can't use this. No. Okay. No, don't. Would you make it an obvious one then? No, don't. Okay, don't. Okay, I won't. Right, Matt, three. But, but I'm not... <sighs> I can probably go four. Come on. Right, I'm going to go five, but I think I'm going to stay there. I know, I just gave the game away to you trying to... Five. Any more than five. Can I just have a moment to write all the ones I think? Oh, no. Oh, we're writing them, are we now? Now, can these be towers that no longer exist but have at one point existed? Don't. That's exactly what I was thinking about. I'm going to go, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I can only name three. You already said four? Yeah, I know. But you've said five. But so. I said five. <laughs> There's no bluff here, is there? Oh, my goodness. So who's... who's... Right, do I have to do five? Grace has to do five. This has happened again. I'm not a gambler. You're certainly not someone who knows the towers. What are you Googling? I'm just making sure I've got the towers, the list of towers. <laughs> right, I'm going. Right. Blackpool Tower. <laughs> yes, this is what I was thinking. Right. <laughs> it's a tower. Man. I hadn't even thought about that. What did you write? Oh, don't tell me I haven't been. Well, it doesn't matter. He doesn't. He doesn't I'll tell you later. Blackpool Tower. Yeah. Eiffel Tower. Yeah. New Brighton Tower, if we're talking about deceased what? ones. We just said we can talk about ones you and not said them. it. Exactly. Um, did that exist as a thing? It did exist. New Brighton Tower. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what have I said? How I many did you Trump say? Tower. Uh, yeah. Okay. Trump the Tower. Leaning Tower of Pisa. That guess. is fine. There we go. Hey! You see, it wasn't that difficult. Flipping it. I would also accept the Burj Khalifa, the Sears Tower. Um, Babel. Tower of Babel. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Um... Yeah, any one of them. You guys made a mountain out of that. It was really dead Those easy. Those towers that you just said, though, no one who knows them. People know the Burj Khalifa. It's the tallest building in the world. The Burj Khalifa. It's, it's the tallest. <laughs> oh, my word. Can I just say something? <laughs> oh, my word. I'm on... No, you did not violate me like that. I'm on a music podcast. <laughs> I know, but the first two questions, you guys got to complain. The first two questions were music. We've got to have a tie break. It's got to be fun. Okay. Yeah. No, I had fun. I had fun. I won. Did I you? Had a great time. Did you? Tell your face. You, <laughs> you've got to have fun. Here's a question about towers. <laughs> the first two questions were music based. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Do yourself. <laughs> Spam me dummy out, folks. <laughs> well, now Adam. it is one all. Yeah, it is. Hey. There we go. Adam, thank you. Don't. Thank you, Adam. Don't. Bring the jingle back. Stop it. <laughs> you've tainted the jingle for me now. <laughs> I'm going to copyright it. I'm see you for using that. <laughs> right, here we go. Hey. Let's have the jingle. There we go. To get us out of here. <laughs> what time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. We are playing. Thank you so much, Adam. Sure. 
Oh, it's <laughs> still salty. <laughs> oh, we had a whole chat in, in the break, and uh, it wasn't a break, but we just stopped it <laughs> to put the jingle in. <laughs> and Adam wasn't happy. It's fine. Had to do some damage control. Well, carry on. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, we'll have sorted out all the. Uh, Tripletos issues uh, by this time next week. By mañana, <laughs> which is tomorrow. <laughs> More Spanish. <laughs> Call me Duolingo. Yeah, Duolipa's older brother. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, thank you so much for listening this far. Why don't you subscribe to the podcast? Tell your friends about the podcast. We would love uh, to have them listen along. Follow us on Instagram at Elvanilo. Uh, I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Grace, your, um, your Grace handle Grace underscore is. summons. Amazing. Smashed it. Nailed it. How many times have you said underscore? I've been underscore? practicing in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Because uh, we do the podcast in front of a mirror each. That's mm. why. Yeah, obviously. Mm. I like to look at myself. <laughs> Adam, mm. what is your handle? Uh, Adam underscore no. It's just Adam Courtney 95, isn't it? Uh, you've got oh, me you saying the mistake now. now. Oh, uh, my goodness. I don't no one's going to follow you now. That's all right. No one follows me. I've got it written down here. I've got it. It's Adam, Adam Courtney. 95. 95, yeah. yeah. Best Brilliant. Uh, please leave us a positive review on iTunes, even though we can't even say our own names, you know. <laughs> please. We'll work uh, on that. Yeah, we'll work on it. And listen along to the albums that we're, we're talking about. So mm. we talk about the albums that we're going to talk about next week because we want you guys to listen along. Mm. We want this to be a listening party, an experience for all mm. of the Elva Neil Hoers. Oh, nice. You know? <laughs> that's, that's the name, Grace. Don't hate on the name. So next week's albums are I Never Loved a Man the Way I Loved You uh, by Aretha Franklin again. A double parter. Back to back, Aretha. Come back on. Back to back. Special. Uh, and we are going to listen to Folklore by Taylor Swift. T-Swizzle. She brought out a surprise album. Mm-hmm. How cheeky. What a careful. Just a Come little. On. She pulled a Beyonce. Come on. I believe Ooh. is the expression. Pulled a Beyonce. Pulled a Queen B. Amazing. So uh, listen to them because we would love to listen along and, you know, talk about these uh, albums. And you know what? Follow us on social media because there's some good stuff coming. There is. There is. Amazing. So see you next week. Bye. Take care.